bothered by all the clowns appearing from the hot air balloon, but I don't know why we had to arrive on camels. Wait, are we up? Hello, welcome to another edition of Retrospection. In this episode, we're swinging our mighty swords at She from 1984. My name's Colin, and you are a superior specimen. I might try some breeding experiments with you. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I hope not. I really hope not. I don't fancy that at all. <laughs> I'm not your type, Colin, anyway. That's right. Too old. Wait, no. Forget yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Think about it. Um, and I'm Paul, and I like them with more meat on them. I knew you was going to go for that one. Did you? I have got another one. Oh no, that's fine. That's all right. fine. IMDB says in a post apocalyptic world she aids two brothers quest to rescue their kidnapped sister along the way they battle weird creatures before standing against the odds defeat the evil narcs hang on a minute i think i've re- i think i've watched the wrong movie chris christopher lee peter cushion ursula andrus we're not doing that one? Oh, oh oh um oh there's been a horrible mistake um, right, I'll, I'll tell you what I'll do. Well, I'll, I'll go. I'll watch it now, mm-hmm. and with the magic of, of of podcasting, it'll be seamless. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna go now. All right. Right, I'm back. I've watched it. Yeah. Good. Good. I wish that I wish I hadn't, but <laughs> this film stars Sandal Bergman as she, David Goss as Tom, Queen Kessler as Shanda, Harrison Muller as Dick. I wish his name wasn't Dick because all I kept thinking when I was working through this was Paul's face. Every time I, I, I say his name, I have said a be, word. Mm. There's probably, How's that there's going? probably like a, a litany of jokes about his name throughout every second of this podcast. I haven't done any jokes about his name. I'll, I'll, oh. No, 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 no not this time. No, no. Okay. All right. No. It's a new you. It is. It is. I've turned over a new leaf. Just no, just, no, no more just, dicking about. Just, yeah, but you just wiped. You just wiped out half your material. <laughs> You're not wrong. Alina oh, <laughs> Wiedemann, Wiedemann as Harry, and Gordon Mitchell as Hector. So this was written and directed by uh, Avi Nesher. Yes, he's um he's done a host of straight to video titles, hasn't he? Yeah, he's mostly an Israeli film director, so he's done a lot of Israeli films. They've all got titles like Mercenary, Rage and Glory, Raw Nerve. Yeah. It goes back to our conversation about about the, the great days of uh, straight-to-video stuff. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Music by Rick Wakeman, Justin Hayward from Moody Blues, mm-hmm. Motorhead, and then in the credits, but not on IMDb, it says Bastard. Is, do they mean Eddie Bastard? I don't know. I thought maybe it was just a comment. <laughs> the, guess, was like the, the guy the typing guy, the credits got really angry yeah, one yeah. day. Yeah, he's like, oh, I've typed, made a typo, bastard. And it just got left in. Yeah, so that's what it says there. I don't know. Um, the song mm-hmm. Rescue Me is composed by Rick Waitman and sung by Maggie Bell from Stone the Crows. I will say there's some really good music if you like this sort of thing. In this if you like someone shredding a guitar, yeah, you, there's a lot of that repeatedly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there is. Yeah, I don't have much information about this film. Um, 
Obviously, this is based on the H. Ryder Haggard's 1887 novel, She, A History of Adventure, which has been adapted into a film 11 times now. And and this is obviously the most memorable. Of course, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, mean, I, didn't e- I didn't even know there were 10 of us, Paul. Did you not? You, you thought this was the only one? Only one, yes. Yeah. God help us. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> That's what I'll say. Um, th- apparently all the swords that... Um, now, I can't pronounce... It, well, how do you pronounce her name? San- Sandhal Bergman? Is that her name? Yeah, that's what I went for, yeah. All the swords that she uses are 100% real swords, apparently. Oh, something she wanted, right? Apparently so, yeah. <laughs> something she wanted. Very good. You know this is going to get really confusing when we're reading our notes like that. It's going to be she did oh, this. I know. Who? Which one? <laughs> You're going to have to start calling women by their names, Paul, for a change. I'm I'm not I'm not biting. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> yes, yes. Um No, I, I you know it took me ages to realise um where I knew this actress from. I knew that she was in Conan and I knew that she was in Red Red Sonia. Um mm-hmm. but I never put the it together that she's in Hell Comes to Frogtown that that we covered on a previous episode, isn't she? Yes, she is. She's the Go on, who is she? I can't I know you tell me. She's the she's the, the the main, one of the main characters in it, the one that that, that yeah. takes him on his journey, and you will. Yeah. What's her name? Don't know. I can't remember. I've slept since then. <laughs> well, from what I remember, we uh, Hell Camp comes to Frogtown didn't go down too well. No. Yeah. No. I wonder so. whether this will be different. Oh, who knows? Mm. She also did lots of guest appearances on pretty much every TV show that we all watched in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. Um, David Goss was only in two other things after this. I don't think the other guy, Harrison Muller, did much either. No, no. Do you think this killed their careers, or do you just think they just thought, no, I can't be bothered anymore? I think probably more like with that, right? Because (laughs) I've seen other actors in Fair Worse that have gone on to do greater things. This is true. And to be honest, he's not that bad. He's one of the better ones. The guy playing Tom. It's hard because it's considering what's going on around them. It's very underplayed. It is a lot of the time. He, he just kind of stands there and broods a bit. Yeah, he's like a, a version of the modern, modern like teenage hero now. Uh, brooding, except he's about thirty-five in this, or he looks about thirty-five. Well, yeah, yeah. there is that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they they always played. They always got him older to play younger in the eighties. That's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's all I yeah. I couldn't find a lot of stuff about this film at all. No, strange, isn't it? Oh well, let's let's just leap right into it then. Oh, if we have to. So we start with the MGM lion roaring away. That took me by surprise. I didn't expect it to be MGM. What were you expecting? A Canon logo? Or oh a... no, I didn't even think it was going to be Canon. I thought it was going to be one of those instantly forgettable ones that nobody remembers. Right. And then we get text on screen in a font that is really incredibly hard to read. It was, yeah. In earth and sky and sea, strange things there be. From H. Ryder Haggard, she, a history and an adventure. It's almost like they're using a literary quote to give the film some kind of legitimacy, aren't they? Yeah, maybe. And that's why they... Yeah, but you you know how it is that they're like, oh, we better do it in fancy font. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of like that that sort of Dungeons and Dragons-y kind of font, isn't it? Yeah, Mm. yeah. So there's an explosion. 
As we zoom into a planet, ghosts and painted eerie images of faces, skulls and death appear. I like this animated credit, coupled with the kind of synth rock music that they're doing. I thought it was pretty good. So you'd settled in at this point and you're like, oh. Wait, I I wasn't, I I mean, I was surprised that, that I was, I mean, we're only like a minute into the movie, but I was surprised that it was going okay. Whole minute. Yeah. Doesn't last. Then the credits appear over painted backdrops of explosions, people being thrown around. The synth music is accompanied by sound effects of those explosions and whooshing noises. The title, She, zooms closer and closer. And as the music becomes more acoustic, we focus in on Earth. We see a river, countryside, and text on screen appears. Year 23, after the cancellation. You may insert your own hashtag MeToo joke <laughs> right there. I was thinking that this will be a follow-up podcast to retrospection, won't it? Year 23 after the cancellation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A wooden ferry is slowly making its way across the river. A young girl called Harry watches her brother Tom turning the crank that pulls the ferry along. Another man named Dick is tending to a donkey that is carrying a lot of random stuff. There's a lot of random stuff in this film. Yeah, I'll talk about it in a second. They reach the other side. Are you sure you want to do this? Dick asks. Tom replies, yeah. So they continue to a shanty town called Heaven's Gate. There's a market and we see uh, contemporary cornflakes boxes and bran flakes with people bartering for them. Now, the first time I watched this, which is not, now I've seen it previously. I didn't know it was set like after our time. I thought it was like a Conan the Barbarian type setting. So when you saw the old brand, it, it took you back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they pull across this ferry, and I'm like going, "Okay, ferry," and then I'm like, "Cornflakes packet. There's brand flakes. <laughs> Why is there a Pac-Man arcade machine in the background?" <laughs> <laughs> did you just think that they just grabbed whatever they could, which is what they obviously did? Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, what's, what, okay, well, well, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> Who'd have thought that in the future cereal would be such a big commodity, you know, a big, it's almost a currency. Well, no, no, those are those little dry raisins, Paul. Oh, sorry, yes. <laughs> but I don't get the Pac-Man machine. Is there electricity? I guess there is. Yeah, well, I mean, there, there think, must be think, because... <laughs> Are we examining this way too closely already? I think we might be. I think we might, but uh, there are there are examples of electricity being used throughout this film. Yeah, so it must be okay. All right. Yeah, nobody seems to have guns. They're all using bows yeah. and arrows and swords. Oh, yeah. and, well, yeah. run out bullets. <laughs> Do you think that's what it is? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> You're start firing cereal boxes at each other. Yeah, the, well, those sharp edges to those cornflakes. Yeah, what? Well, and if you've got a nut allergy and you shoot some crunchy nut at somebody, death trap. Yeah, but yeah, but that's hard. You'd have to find that out first. Do you? Excuse me. Before we kill each other, do you have a nut allergy? No. Hmm. That could be tricky. Then hold on a second. <laughs> have what about blades? Card. Are you allergic to large <laughs> blades? <laughs> Isn't everyone? I think everyone is. Maybe. Yeah. Mm. So, unless unless you're Superman. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, large blade's made of kryptonite. That is true. That is true. You get shanked with a, with a piece of kryptonite. Yeah. See, I can use vernacular. I, I'm down with the, with the street. Yeah. 
That was your rap song, wasn't it? Shanked with kryptonite. <laughs> Wasn't that when you Shanked. tried to do some rap music? Shanked with I'm glad you said kryptonite. Shanked, not. Yeah. <laughs> it was called the Kryptonite Shank. That's right. Yeah. I, I, I didn't. It wasn't much of a hit. No. 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 Yeah. No. This was the only time I was ever jealous of you. Green with envy, I was. Kryptonite's green. That's where I'm going with this. Uh, yeah. 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 Stick, yeah. stick around. <laughs> You know, oddly though, this is all of this that we just did is making a lot more sense than, than the first five minutes of this film. Are. Well, this is why we have an ability to turn an hour 20 film into four hours of a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'll get back to the uh, the actual yes. uh, film. So there's yeah. a man with a trumpet for some reason. At least that would work, you know. <laughs> Do you know what that reminded me of? It reminded me of the time when there was a guy outside a Brixton tube station trying to sell his socks. Oh yeah, I remember that story. Haven't you told that in a podcast before? I don't want to. I may well have. I may well have done. I may well have done. Yeah. Right. Sorry. Free people. It's all right. It's what we do. Free the free people start selling the stuff they've got: shampoo and soap. And now the music kicks in with an electric guitar as horsemen stampede into the area. They've got. Nazi symbols on the clothes and are a mixture of American football pads, crash helmets, levers and chains. It's like a Friday night with Paul. <laughs> One of them's got um, clone makeup on as well. Yeah, why not? And, and another one was wearing kind of a... It looked, what it looked like was a, a, a polka dot bathrobe. Oh, was it? Nice. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe you just got out of the bath. He's like, we're going raiding. I've, I've, but I've just... Ugh. I'll just throw this robe on and then I'll be with you in a second. Well, at least he made the effort. Yeah. You need the numbers. You do. A really good metal soundtrack, though, going on through all of this. Do you like the music? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's up your I'm street. Enjoying it. Yeah. Why in, why in all these post-apocalyptic movies and shows, all the women have got perfect hair and makeup? Well... Isn't that the same for everything that you ever watch? Like you, you'll see something and they'll have wake up in hospital and all their makeup's perfect. Unless you're watching a Ken Loach movie, I suppose, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, maybe, I don't know, maybe there's a lot of makeup around. Well, I mean... I mean, there must be that guy's wearing some for his clown face makeup. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So He's clearly everybody's got makeup. Okay, okay. Right, I'll live with that. Yeah. A fight breaks out as they raid the village. Tom and Dick face against a group of these raiders. One of them appears to threaten Dick by opening an umbrella. <laughs> maybe, maybe he's allergic to umbrellas. Maybe that's his thing. Or maybe the guy with the umbrella is allergic to Dick. The, the guy. The, the, the guy. I'm not, I'm not going to bite. Oh, hang on. No, don't do that. <laughs> You've been told. <laughs> the leader watches. Hector is his name. Yeah. Tom and Dick are getting thoroughly beaten up at this point. Harry runs to stab at Hector, but is shot in the leg by a man with a crossbow and then drags her screaming by the arrow in her leg. It's kind of brutal. Well, I was going to say, it's all really violent, but in a kind of campy way as well. Mm. Yeah, it's an odd mixture, right? It is very strange tone. Yeah. Yeah. We cut to an ornate room, paintings on the walls and bronze fire vases burn. We hear chanting, she, 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 
She. It really bothered me how everyone was headbanging at a sink as well. Oh, did that annoy you? It did annoy me, yeah. I didn't yes. really notice. Yeah. Well, maybe that's part of the ritual that you have to headbang off. Just what? off slightly. Oh. It just made me just yeah, want to want to show. Come on, guys, get it together. Well, they are together. They're just doing it at a particular wrong time. That's the ritual. If if someone comes in and starts headbanging at the right time, they know it's an imposter. Oh, right. Okay. All right. I'm yeah. glad that I'm glad that I've got you to explain this film to me, Colin. Because somebody needs to. <laughs> in front of the group of headbangers are men held like prisoners. Mara bowing and yelling, she, as she enters draped in a white robe. She studies the male prisoners. We flash cut for a brief second to what appears to be her riding one of the men and then stabbing somebody with a blade. I never quite understood why she has to do this. Well, why does anybody have to do anything to do with religion and God? I suppose. Yeah, good point. It brings the people together. Just, by just kills killing yeah. somebody. Okay. Yeah. I mean, history's full of examples of that, pal. Go on then. No, don't. Uh, <laughs> the, the, well, we believe the Aztecs did that kind of thing, right? Yeah. And Scousers. <laughs> Have we got listeners in Liverpool? Actually, we do. <laughs> yeah. Um. Did you notice some of the what? What was all the um? Terrible chain acting going on in this scene as well. Everyone's writhing around and, and trying to pull on the chains. Like, they're obviously trying to get away. But it, it's, I don't know, it just looks a bit weird. It didn't look right to me. Because they're caught up in the euphoria of the moment, of the, the chanting and the whole, like, religious thing. And you don't know the kind of potions and emotions that are raging through those people. I don't think they do. No, that's why they're writhing around. They don't know what they're doing. All right. Okay. It's the uncontrollable ecstasy of she. Wow. Which, funnily enough, is a new, new perfume I'm bringing out. The uncontrollable ecstasy of she. What does it smell of? Despair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so with she is uh, her friend, uh, Shonda. Shonda, yeah. Back in the moment, she... Reaches out and touches one of the men. The other blonde warriors unshackle him and drag him away. We cut to Tom, wounded, staggering through the woods. Dick is out cold on the ground. Tom sees a woman riding a horse and tries to stop her. He manages to knock her off to the floor. Mm -hmm. Then, I guess he just leaves her unconscious. Because in the next shot, he's leading the horse through an archway into a town and Dick is on top of the horse. So I guess they just he just hit her and then left and her. They just wanted the horse, didn't they? Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Leaving the horse, they make their way through a market. A woman in red watches them. She smiles at Dick and leads them back to her place. She offers them a seat and some food. Unbeknownst to them, she slips something into the food. Dick hungrily eats, but Tom, he's more careful. He asks who the law is around here because of the trouble they ran into. The woman replies that she is the law, our God. Who is your God? Dick replies they don't have a God, just business. This all just kind of feel like a a big collection of disconnected scenes, doesn't it? 
We're not set. We're not. We're only at the beginning. We've only seen two different. I know. Things. We're, we're building into it. Doesn't it. change. Oh, Dick starts coughing, then collapses. Tom starts to choke and has his head smashed onto the table by the woman. Yeah, there was no need for that. No, he was. He was going he out. Was. Oh, I guess you wanted to speed it up a bit, maybe. maybe. Yeah. Later, Dick wakes up shackled in a pigsty. Brought back memories for you, there, pal. The woman is sewing at the table. Dick wants to be released, but he's told that he's not trained yet. Ah, oh, also more memories for you there. <laughs> Where's Tommy? asks. Sold, the lady replies. We cut to she entering a room surrounded by her prisoners. She sees Tom and recognizes him as the one who dragged her off her horse. He apologizes, which you would, sorry for... Knocking you off your horse, leaving you unconscious. Technically, she did ride into it. him. Yeah. Oh, oh, is oh she she rode into rode into his fist. Is that what you're saying, Paul? <laughs> <You're>, uh... <laughs> no, she she shouted to him to get out of the way, right. and then rode directly towards him. Well, which you think is harder to do? Stop a two hundred and fifty pound horse, probably more than that, from galloping in a second, or step out the way of the horse. Well, it's easier to step out of the way of the horse, isn't it? Yeah, so... Not a fault, so, so what you're saying is you didn't step out of the way Fix, on Victim blaming. That's victim what you're blaming. <laughs> victim blaming. <laughs> I'm going to get cancelled at this right? Ah. 25 years after. I know. One of the other female warriors punches him in the stomach. He looks at her with no reaction. He's tough. Yeah. She orders that Tom must walk the path tomorrow. They drag him blindfolded to what looks like a discarded Doctor Who set. It's a flooded quarry. It is a quarry, yeah. It look, I, I was yeah. watching Blake 7 the other day and it looks exactly like this. Nice. It's good to see a good old quarry, right? It is, yeah. You don't see enough of them anymore. No. They push him onto spikes. And he screams each time they stab him. It's a strange walk. Again, it, quite bloody and, and a bit nasty. Yeah, yeah. And eventually he falls at she's feet, covered in blood. Mm-hmm. And they leave him laying outside. They do? He sees an image of she, then wakes up screaming. But he's not outside anymore. He's in a bed, in a room filled with potions, beakers and bubbling liquids. Yeah, this room's also got nudie pics posted all around the place. Yeah, it has, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You think it was your bedroom? (laughs) Ah, so you survived the path of blood, says the man. Tom asks who he is, and he replies, Your fairy godmother. I I guess you'll be uh, seeking revenge now. But Tom reveals that he's trying to find his sister. The fairy godmother, because I don't have another name for him, reveals Mm -hmm. that Tom's sister was probably taken by the narcs. Ooh, painful. (laughs) <laughs> and now in Nark Valley, but he doesn't know the way there. He says that only she, the goddess, knows the way. We cut back to the market. Tom's walking through in a brown cloak. He sees some of she's warriors and covers himself up so he's not recognized. Mm-hmm. Cleverly disguised. Yes, he is. Yeah, looks nothing like the guy that they saw 20 nope. minutes ago. <laughs> yep. yep. He enters the house that they have been lured, lured to earlier and finds Dick crying. Ah, oh, he's peeling onions. Yeah, in the, in the pigsty. In the pigsty, yeah. Mm. Yeah, he's still trapped in there. Dick sees him and has to be cut loose. Tom thinks about it. Oh, you, you look pretty cute like that. 
But he does cut him loose, and as they're leaving, the woman comes in. Hey, what do you think you're doing? And Tom knocks her out. <laughs> yeah, and then doesn't someone say, nice shot? <laughs> yeah, he does. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah. Back at the it, temple. Oh my God, what were you going to say then? It amused you. What well, exactly about it amused you, Colin? I mean, it amused me as well. It would, it would amuse me no matter who the character was, no matter mm. the gender. It's just the fact that he doesn't say anything. He just hits him and leaves. <laughs> it's just a funny. It's just yeah. funny. No, it was funny. Yeah. Back at the temple, she she is loading up with weapons as her followers work themselves into a frenzy. She opens a glowing green box. Mm. No, you never find out what's no. in this box, do you? No, no. It's not important, right? Maybe they were saving it for the sequel. Oh, maybe. She, the further Avengers, the green mm-hmm. box. The green box. <laughs> <laughs> if your box is green, you need to see a doctor. Sorry, but... That's true. Well, there's one comes in later, so that's all right. That's true, yes, they do. Yeah. She enters the uh, room of all the followers and chooses another man. As she passes the headbangers, we see that two of them are Tom and Dick. And why do we see them? Because they're headbanging out of time to the others. <laughs> so all the others have got it together at this point. No, Just no, the- they're they're off, but... Yeah. They're not. <laughs> that's, that's, see. She and Shanda are at a quiet gate. Shanda wishes she could go with she, but she says, you don't. If I cross, walk the path. No way you'll cross, replies Shanda. She enters a cave filled with oil drums, car doors, packing crates. <gasps> the crates burst open, and what appears to be a Roman gladiator and a knight appear. She fights them. How long were these people spending inside these boxes just waiting for someone to come through? The crates are a temporary form of suspended animation, so time is immaterial to those inside the crates. Wow. All right. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> if, only they hadn't, they, they, if only they hadn't put that explanation in the movie, eh? Well, she doesn't know that. Only the person who created the crates knows that. And he's not in this bit, or she's not in that. Um, what is she doing in it? Why is she doing this? She's doing the path. Well, she's not doing the path. She's she's making sure she doesn't cross because then Shanda has to walk the path. It's a mystical ritual that is a. I mean, at least I'm guessing at least fifteen generations old. <laughs> Just all right. Okay. <laughs> I mean, why do we do anything in this world, Paul? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> we, we create we create meaning behind things that have really no meaning, maybe on a metaphysical level, not in the real world. A bit so like this is just one of those rituals. A bit like this podcast. Yes, yes, has no meaning. Has no meaning. <laughs> Consistently. <laughs> yeah. But we keep doing it. We do keep See? doing it. Yeah, it's a ritual. Yeah, so so there, there's a, there's there's an example for you right there. I'm gonna have to start headbanging while we do it. Oh, good luck with that. Feel my hair swishing around as I'm doing it. How hard you're gonna headbang? You'd have to really bang <laughs> that head really it. hard for to feel any of those little yeah. pews float around. Little what? <laughs> 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 All right, move on. <laughs> All right. 
She kills a Roman, but the knight cuts her leg, but she managed to stab him and take him out. Another crate bursts open, three more people in odd knight uniforms appear. She is stabbed again, but continues to fight on. Eventually, she manages to subdue all three as she takes a breather against another crate. Some arms burst out and grab her. This guy looks like Frankenstein. <laughs> no, is he supposed to be wearing a mask or is that meant to be his face? That's his face. Okay, I just thought I'd check because it looks like a mask. That's a bit rude, pal. How would you feel if <gasps> someone said your face looks like a mask? I mean, there's no need for that. The guy looks like Frankenstein to start off with, so he doesn't need further issues with you going, oh, your face looks like a mask. I'm sorry, I, mean, I didn't mean to Frankenstein shame. Yeah, that's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You're doing, yeah. Yeah. What, what, just what, against monsters. Why does this whole episode just feel like you're slapping me on the wrist constantly, Colin? <laughs> well, be a better person and it won't happen. All right. <laughs> she she bites his neck and steam <laughs> pours out. She does, yeah. She jumps free and his head explodes. Because? <laughs> because he's a robot. And he okay. continues to walk around headless. Mm-hmm. Well, we've all been there. Headless? Ah, uh, robot. Depends. Depends on the night, really. Oh, what? It? Oh, okay. Sometimes you feel like a robot. Sometimes you feel like you're headless. Yes. Sometimes I feel like a Frankenstein. All of them better choices to what you're doing now. Well, what I'm actually doing now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you had to be choose between Frankenstein, robot, or headless, what would you go for? Ooh, now that's a tough one, that is. I mean, Frankenstein's yeah. okay. I mean, you're strong, aren't you, if you're Frankenstein? And you can't really die. Yeah. Unless, obviously, you blow your head off. But, I mean, he dies in every movie and then comes back, doesn't he? Yeah, but doesn't he need somebody to help him come back? He doesn't do it all on his own. He does. That's the drawback. Um, yeah. all right. Robot or headless? I mean, headless would be pointless, wouldn't it? No, it's headless, not pointless. Right, okay. Your, your penis is fine. <laughs> That's what you say. Um, I, I think I'd go robot. Yeah? Yeah. I, I, you know, it's not often we, uh, we agree on the big subjects, That's but true. I think I agree with you on this one. I'd go robot too. Well, hopefully maybe one day we'll, we'll achieve that. Yeah. No, in our luck, we'll just end up headless. That is very true, yes. Yeah. She gets up, wounded. She enters an area bathed in red. An old woman tells her that she is pure of body and soul. She may enter. She takes her clothes off and enters a warm, bubbling brook and bathes herself. She does. So the woman continues, You have passed... Through the cycle again, goddess, but the prophecy still stands. A man will come and claim your heart. For him, you will break your vows. Through him, you will be destroyed. Throughout this, she is uh, writhing in the pool like she's doing an OnlyFans performance. <laughs> is that what it was? Ah, oh, maybe the water wasn't cold. Maybe it was hot. Oh, right. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Maybe she's like, ha, 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 it's hot. They need to turn hot, the thermostat ha, down, ha, don't they, in the, in the cave? Yeah. They do, they do, yeah. Yeah, the dragon. It could be. It's probably a dragon, probably right? A dragon. Could be, yeah, in this film. Yeah, gotta be, right? We cut to a bed chamber, which is a chamber with a bed in it, not a pot underneath the bed. <laughs> For some reason, that just made me think of that. Don't know why. She enters, and there's a man tied to the bed. Meanwhile, 
Shanda watches the Feifu who are still chanting and nodding. I assume this seems to be all they do, right? It's just chant and nod. Do they even get up? Ever? And boogie? Dang, 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 I don't know. Don't know, Paul. Do they ever get up and boogie? Who well, knows? They, Maybe they, on a Friday night. Judging from the way that they can't actually headbang in time, then I wouldn't like to see them boogie either. Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. She picks up a dagger and stands over the figure of the man. She moves to strike. Put his Tom on the bed, and he's not really tied up. He moves aside to avoid the knife. Dick grabs she from behind. She tries to scream, but they carry her out of a window. Shanda enters and sees that she is missing, and the open window. She calls for the guards. We cut to she and Tom riding a horse, and Dick on another horse, and he forces she to tell him which way to go. Would you like to be told which way to go by she? I'm often told which way to go by. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that one. <laughs> Later that night, they've found what appears to be a machine room in a basement. She is tied up and Tom is eating what looks like a raw turnip. They are eating raw turnips, yes. Hmm. Tasty. Well, I suppose beggars can't be choosers in this world, can they? No, no. You don't want to turn up your nose to something... That good, right? <laughs> that's that's a good job. I think you're getting to the root of the problem. No, don't do this, Paul. Because that was desperate. It was. And you know that it was desperate. Yes, it was very desperate. I couldn't. I couldn't resist. Help myself. <laughs> Dick reaches out and touches she's face. You are beautiful, and she kicks him, which you would. It's a bit rapey at times, this film, isn't it? Don't you think? You'll have to point out other moments that this occurs then, and we can, you know, talk about it at the end. Well, let's not. I, I don't think we're. we're <laughs> okay. I don't think either of us are qualified, so. Are qualified enough? No. <laughs> they fall asleep. As there is sleeping, a hatch in the floor opens up, and we hear breathing and groaning. The next day, she's warriors led by Shanda are out looking for them. But we cut back to Tom and Dick who are woken by people wrapped in bandages, wearing sunglasses and carrying chainsaws. You know what? I do like how just when I think that this movie can't get any weirder, a bunch of mutants in bandages turn up for no reason. Well, I think at this point I'd had my fourth moment of, well, I didn't see that coming. And I'm guessing at this point I have to assume that no matter what this film does, I'm not going to see it coming. <laughs> I don't think, I think that's... A pretty apt assumption there, Colin. I, I'd agree with you. Kim Newman's criticism of this film is that it offers nothing new to the genre. Not sure that's totally accurate. Yeah, I'm not sure I would uh, agree with that either. Right. Mm. Yeah. Long time no see, goddess, says one of the bandaged men. Cut me loose, Cram, she replies. Why, replies Cram, what did you ever do for us? Take them down and her too. So they're all led down some stairs. Mm -hmm. We've thrown them into a room with a message on the wall saying a clean factory is a happy factory. Very good advice. Very good uh, motto there. Yeah. She tells Crown that she thought he would help her out, but Crown doesn't know why. Never trust a mutant is her motto. He turns an hourglass over and tells her when the sand runs out, he'll send her back to her castle. Mm -hmm. He closes the door. You will die a horrible death, she tells them, you know, screaming at them. Mm -hmm. But the walls start to close in. She bangs on the door. The walls continue closer 
and closer. Did, did you notice that they had to look like they were pushing against the walls without actually pushing? Because at times, I'm sure they moved when they pushed a little bit too. What hard. the opposite opposite way yeah. from what they were closing? Yeah. I imagine it's probably depends depends if the people on the other side of that fake wall are stronger than the actual <laughs> actors. <laughs> Uh, that's that's the thing mm -hmm. and then we get a rock track kicking in again I'm doing another good one yeah Chandra and her warriors have found the location of searching for she the walls continue to close ooh got chills then yeah yeah well I think you know about the freezer Chandra <laughs> <laughs> pulls a lever but it doesn't do anything. Then she finds a trap door. They head down. The mutants see them and turn on the chainsaws. A fight breaks out. Shanda kills both the guards. And she starts pushing various buttons on her machine and eventually the doors open. Mm -hmm. Slowly, she edges in. And she finds that she, Dick and Tom, are still alive. They get out of the building. Shanda has a sword on Cram. Careful of my arms, he says. They tend to fall off. That amused me. She, I did yeah. This bit or the bit that's coming up? Both. <laughs> All right. She tells Shanda to turn him loose. Shanda grabs Cram and tells him to get in there. In doing so, his arm comes off. <laughs> I told you to watch the arm. <laughs> they ride back to the castle. Tom and Dick are tied to a horse and have to run behind them. They stop and she orders the men to be brought to her. She tells them that Nock Valley is that way and orders them untied, which annoys the other warriors. Yeah, Sh Shanda, Shan Shandy or Shanda or whatever her name is, she just wants them dead now. Yeah, and she's like, why are you doing this? And she is like, well, I'm curious, but also I think it's probably to do with the prophecy that was mentioned by the lady in red. Yes. Lady in red. <laughs> she and Shanda are going to follow Tom and Dick to see what happens. They make their way through the woods until they hear the sounds of laughing. Oh, seems like they've discovered a party. Men and women dressed in Greek robes, talking, dancing around a swimming pool. Lots of balloons everywhere, multicolored. People are playing herbs. They have flowers in their hair. And one man, known as Pretty Boy, is reciting a poem. What is this place, asked Dick, a funny firm? <laughs> Do you know what? I thought he said fanny fan. I had to rewind it. And you were like, oh, yeah, yeah. You were like, right on, brother. <laughs> they made me sit up. I bet it did. A woman sees them and approaches. She smiles and winks. Pretty Boy also sees them and insists that they stay one night with them and then he'll tell them how to get to Nark Valley. Tom agrees to spend the night. Pretty Boy tells them they'll have to dress formally because they always do after nightfall. Meanwhile, she and Shanda are on the trail. Back at this Greek place, they're sitting around a long dining table. Some are dressed in sort of dinner jackets. Dick is in a tuxedo. Tom has a jacket and tie, but no shirt I, underneath. I did. One of the things I do like about this film is the, um, the, the costume design, if you can call it that. Yeah, it is. It, it, it's crazy. It's just everywhere. Right? It's all over the place. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I wonder whether it, lots of little touches. I wonder whether it was designed that way, or whether it was just basically let's just use what we what we've got, what we can find. Yeah, maybe it works. Maybe. It does work. Yeah. It does work. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Because if it is post-apocalyptic, you would be worrying whatever you could find. Exactly. And you wouldn't necessarily know what, what something is either. I mean, no. He, Dick doesn't know, probably doesn't know what a dinner jacket is, does he? They've just given it to him and told no, him to I, put it on. <laughs> yeah. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So they're eating turkey legs, although somebody off camera says they prefer those rare. Okay. Oh, I wonder where that's going. It's going nowhere. It does. Oh, it does. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. But I'm telling you now, if, if you eat turkey, you know, raw, you're going to end up in hospital with botulism. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. Right. You've got to make sure it's cooked through. A what? Right. Okay. Thanks for, thanks for you. Like almost burnt. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, 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 you asked for that. No, 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 you're no, going to give cooking tips. You're going to ask for that. <laughs> that's just beef, Colin. Oh. <laughs> Oh, okay. Oh, oh, a woman puts a record on. Dick reacts by holding a knife to a, a woman's neck because <laughs> he's never heard a record before. Yeah, that, that did make me laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody starts dancing to, a, I guess, a 1950s style crooning song. Mm-hmm. For some reason, Dick tries to keep biting the woman he's dancing with. I guess he learned his dance moves from the Army Hammer Dance School. <laughs> Your friend seems slightly over enthusiastic, says Pretty Boy. My friend's an asshole, replies Tom. <laughs> you know, funnily, I thought that was the line you were going to pick at the start of the show. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of a hard, sweary line to start a podcast with, especially if nobody's ever listened to the other. It is it, it, four billion it, it, we've done. It would just sound like you're just laying into me from the from the start, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we don't really talk to each other like this in real life. No, I have to write your name into the script, otherwise I don't know what it is. <laughs> For a long time, I thought you were called Paolo. Oh. I wish I was. Do You'd like to be called Paolo? I'd love to be called pa- Paolo. Paolo Wood? Yeah. Actually, Paolo Wood, yeah. yeah. That's, it sounds a bit, you know, porn starry, though, doesn't it? I'd take that. Oh, I bet you I would. would. Yeah. Yeah. Paulus. Paulus right. is a good one, Excuse isn't it? Paulus. A bit classical, isn't Paul- it? Paula? Paulus. It's a bit Oh Paulus. I think it's Paula. No, Paulus. It's a bit <laughs> neoclassical, isn't it? It's a bit sort of, you know, Roman. I'm Pretentious. Like... Yeah. Pauli? Paul like, no. That's like gangster. Yeah. Well that's kind of gangster, right? Italian gangster? Pauli? Yeah, it sounds like I should be in Goodfellas. I don't like that at all. No. No. Alright. We'll stick with what was the first one? Um, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like that one either. <laughs> okay. Outside, she and Shanda can hear the music and approach the villa. Shanda jumps as she steps on a squeaky duck. Yeah, there's balloons everywhere as well, isn't there? Yeah, it hates a stepping on a squeaky duck. Oh. You ever done that? You have, you have a puppy and um, he's finally gone to sleep because they don't sleep on mm-hmm. the and you're like, oh, he's actually asleep. And then you try to creep out, and then you step on a squeaky duck. Uh, yeah, it happens a lot with with because we've got a cat, and it happens. Babies, right? Ha- oh, no, cat. Right. Happens a lot when yeah. when you accidentally kick the the one mouse that he's got the the you know the little toy mouse that has a bell on it. Right. And then he's up. Right. Yeah. And it's like a mine because you step on it, <laughs> and it goes, Wee! and you know that as soon as you lift your foot, there's going to be a 
<laughs> so you stand there and you're like, well, what do I do? And then someone has to come up and they're like, with a cigar going, well, we're going to have to slide something <laughs> under your foot here and <laughs> maneuver you. Well, could be costly. <laughs> One, two, three, move. <laughs> move. Everybody duck for cover. Yeah. <laughs> Back at the party, everybody is asleep. Pretty boy's nose twitches. Mm. She and Shanda break into the building. Then we notice one of the sleeping women has fangs. Yes, I was waiting for a payoff with these guys and it finally comes. I presume they're werewolves? Yes, that's right. That's what they are. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they start twitching and then they're growling. Meanwhile... She and Shanda make their way through the villa. It's dark, but they find a candle. Light it. <gasps> I discover a head in a cooking pot. Yeah, and again, suddenly dark. Yeah, yeah. Although, werewolves using cooking pots? Well, yeah, because they've already, haven't they already established that they like the meat raw? So, why are you putting it in a cooking pot? No idea. <laughs> see where i was going with that it's a a fun image i think that's the only reason yeah it is no it's good yeah yeah, it's good dick wakes up just as the guests are about to eat dick tom wakes up and punches one of the people off of him she and shanda enter and start stabbing them not tom and dick because that would be a really short film they start (laughs) stabbing the other werewolves shanda watches a guy attacking dick and then finally decides to help him out Next morning, they're riding for a place shrouded in smoke from small fires. There are posters everywhere of a man with the name Godin. There are bodies hanging everywhere. What is this place? asks Tom. But she doesn't know because she's never travelled this far before. All the houses are covered in posters of Godin. A voice. (laughs) Keep doing it like that. Amusing me. <laughs> gotta, gotta take what I can get, uh, pal. Trust uh. me. A voice cries out, Seize them! And monks jump them. He, hang on, hang on. He cries, he, he cries out what? Seize them! Oh, I thought you said, Hey, man. Hey, man! <laughs> come join our monkhood. All right. <laughs> right, yeah. You gotta come join. You gotta come and join our monkhood. What's up with him? <laughs> Benedictine. Oh, I bet he does. And yes, <laughs> there it is. It took what another forty odd episodes before you can get it in again. But we've done it. We've done it. Yeah. We don't do enough monks, do we? Uh, well, you do. That's what I've heard. <laughs> didn't actually. Didn't you use it in um, Friday the Thirteenth? Any film, monk, or TV show. That has no. Oh, I don't even think it's that specific. I think it's somebody in a brown robe. I think I'm. I'm. You know. I'm. I'm very liberal with this. I, I try to push the Benedictine. I bet he does catchphrase. We should get T-shirts made of that. It should be hashtagged. Yes. Yes. We need to get with. We need to yeah, get yeah. with it. If I knew what. If I even. If I knew what that meant. Yeah. Well done. If you. Yeah. T-shirts. Benedictine. I bet he does. I'd buy one. Well, that's one sold. <laughs> That's one sucker. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? Every time we get to another bit, like we were talking before, 
I, I start to think at this point, I'm thinking, come on, movie, what batshit craziness are you going to throw at me now? And then we go, oh, axe-wielding monks, <laughs> yeah, right. there we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> I didn't. No, I did not. Yes. No. So the monks take them inside of a mansion and she tries to fight them, but she is stopped. A woman in a red robe enters. The woman is Eva. She tells them there'll be no violence in the home of Godair. She tells everybody to bow. She refuses, but she's beaten into submission. Meanwhile, behind Eva, a group of women walk past whipping themselves. As you do. <laughs> yeah. She starts to fight the monks, but Godair arrives and orders them to stop. He is on a chair being carried by other, like, black-robed monks. Mm -hmm. He asks who she is, and she tells him, you know, she, you know, goddess. You are nothing, goddess of nothing, he replies. Shanda launches an attack on him, but Godan's eyes glow green, and she is levitated to the ceiling. That is what happens. Are you okay? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, nope, nope. Go down. Asks Tom and Dick if they are her followers. Dick says no. We've just just met her on the mm-hmm. way. Never seen her before in my mm-hmm. life. You do know that this. If this was us, if we were Tom and Dick, this would be how we would react. <laughs> never never seen her before, mate. Don't know who she is. We just you know bumped into her outside, and you know, can we go now, please? It'd be how you'd react. Oh, I forgot you were such. <laughs> yeah, such a hero, Colin, aren't you? No, no, I'd be like, I, I've not even seen him. So, hello, <laughs> I was on my own, quite happy. Yeah. <laughs> then, then this, this, this Phil Collins reject turned up. I do look a bit like Phil Collins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know, Miami Vice. Yeah, I mean, drug I'm not dealer, saying it, I'm Phil not saying Collins. it's a good thing, Colin. I'm just saying, you know. I know. I'm not saying like the actor, but like if Phil Collins playing a drug dealer. Actually, you know what you look like? You know in these films now where you always get these Polish pimps that are all these prostitutes? You know these crime films <laughs> and TV shows? You look like the pimp. Not not the main guy. The he- the, the one that they'd send out to just, you know, smack him. <laughs> I, should, I should get some headshots done. I could, I, I, could, I could clean up on this then. Well, no, they don't use guns. They just smack them. <laughs> right, I told okay. you. No headshots. <laughs> So Dick is like continuing to protest his innocence. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're pilgrims. We we pay homage to go down. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And unconvincingly, Tom says, yeah, right. Go down. Says they should be sent away tomorrow with his gospel. But for the two women, he will introduce them to pain. And he does. Yeah. Nothing teaches about mortal limitations like Pain. Don't like the way you're saying that. Yeah. She and Chandra are taken away. Go down. Is led away on top of his little chair. Mm-hmm. Chandra calls Dick a traitor as she passes by, but he doesn't seem bothered by this at all. Now we cut to a very lengthy scene of she being whipped continuously as a rock track plays. <laughs> this scene looks like it was put together by, you know, the the the... Guys that probably did the artwork on those 1980s metal covers. 
at the time. Like, it always yes. involved women yeah. being, being yeah, whipped yeah. or on all fours or something like that, something terrible like that. It looks like something like that. Yeah. 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 One monk pulls a hot iron from a foundry, also knocking another bear onto the floor, but he doesn't bother to pick it up. I'm not sure it was intentional. <laughs> He's going to burn, she. Shanda yells, burn me instead. Don't worry, child, replies Eva. Your turn will come. The whipping continues. Scream, mortal. Feel the pain, says Eva. The hot bear comes closer to she's face. Go down. Enters. He requests Eva to go with him and he orders the torturer to stop. Bring her to my chambers, he instructs Eva. I wish to study her spirit. Yeah, I bet he does. Yeah. Eva doesn't think this is a good idea. Are you questioning me? Doubting me? No, replies Eva. Then do it now. Eva returns and reluctantly orders she untied. So the torturer, you know, bored now, switches his attention and starts yes. whipping Shanda. <laughs> well, you know, he's, he, he wants to get his money's worth. Yeah, he's got one job and he's <laughs> going to do it, regardless of the situation. <laughs> Did you notice that, I mean, he's really whacking this whip on these people. But obviously, oh, it doesn't yeah. hurt, obviously, because he's not leaving a single mark on any of them, is it? Well, it's one of those, you know, special, special whips. whips. Yes. In the kitchen, Tom and Dick sit at a table, and you can constantly hear Shanda screaming and being whipped in the background throughout this. Scene. <laughs> and there's no, there's no dialogue, is there? For a long time, they just sat there eating bread. Yeah, the monk sits down, mm -hmm. says a prayer, rips some bread apart, and he offers it to them. And throughout the scene, all you can hear is screaming and whipping. Mm -hmm. And then Tom and Dick eat the bread. Oh no, I've not been drinking. Wait, where did this baton come from? What's it doing? Oh, uh, really? She may be the film I can't forget A fatal miss or perhaps a hit Might be a marvel or even more Like DC? She is a woman proud and strong Though that bathing bit feels a little wrong Let's not mention the whipping scene That goes on for far too long She is a film that is so weird There's a ballerina with a beard Then some yuppie werewolf dance A little waltz? She the Mrs. Story makes no sense I thought it was me just being dense But this script still has no defense It is quite mad Do I have to carry on saying go down the way you were doing it? Yeah, you have to go, go down so the monks take she to see Godan while her partner's stretched on the rack again. Tom and Dick listen to the screams as they eat. They do go on a bit, these torture scenes, don't they? Yeah, I think this is a, this is probably the, the worst timed mm. scene in the film. This one's a bit long for it, what it, it I think it be. seems worse as well because it's it's two women. 
Yeah, you mm. can constantly hear the. Because I think it, the I think whipping. on on the one hand yeah. it's it's supposed to be titillating, and on the other hand it's meant to be funny as well. So there's no there's no there's no right. there's no good in yeah. in any of it really, is there? No, it's it's and and what they're doing in the meantime isn't funny enough to no justify the length for the scene. No, they're just they're just all staring at each other while they eat bread, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. So Tom and Dick look at each other knowingly. Then Tom asks one of the monks to pass him an apple. They make a move, beating the monks, and they grab their weapons. Yeah. Now, disguised as monks, they've they've uh, they've got into the habit. Oh, nice, mm-hmm. nice, good. The, yeah, nice sister act joke. Lovely. They rescue uh, Shanda. That's her name, isn't it? Yep. yep. That's it. And we get another fight scene. The fight scenes in this film aren't too bad. They're okay, right? Yeah. Like, they're silly and campy, like we said before, with, with the odd bit of like severe violence. And and there's some good use of the devices laying around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's 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 fine. It does go on a bit though, this fight scene. But Yeah. Um, it did amaze me when Dick took the woman off the rack and remarks, You look taller or longer or something. He actually says that, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah he does. That's a good yeah. line. Yeah. So they go looking for Godan when the woman in red appears and offers to take them to his room for some reason. Well, you know why, though. Well, we know why in a minute, don't we? It's a trap. Well, no. I, I, I believe that she wants them to leave because she wants she to leave so that Godan won't keep... Because she's jealous of she because he sees her... Go down. Is going to, you know, have a an affair with her and she's gonna replace Eva. So Eva actually wants them to get out. That's the way I read that. Okay. Those. Um all right. Because I mean in a minute you do she, because of what happens in a minute when she gets jealous. So I suppose that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, no, no, no suppose about it. It is oh, right. Sorry, face. Get on question with it. your uh... <laughs> <laughs> My authority yeah. how how do you question my authority? <laughs> That, you know, it came a little bit too easy for you, Colin, there. <laughs> <laughs> Just speak when you're spoken to. <laughs> yes, miss. Um, they fight their way into his room. And they find him about to... Uh, I'm guessing he's about to force himself on she. I believe so, yeah. yeah. We're like a levitator for the afternoon. Like, well, uh, <laughs> yes, because he does do a bit of levitation, doesn't he? Um, but we're, we're back to that good old 80s staple uh, rape, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, we've encountered that we a are, few times. Yeah. I mean, in, in the films we've yeah, watched. Yes. <laughs> Glad you clarified that, that, yeah. A, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Tom attacks, but Grodan uses his power to fling them around the room. And some of these shots were speeded up. Did you notice that? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, to add to the uh, eeriness of the effect. Oh, you think that's what they were going for? That's exactly what they were going for. Okay, okay, I'll buy that. How dare you suggest otherwise? You're, you're quite a champion of this movie, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'll make the, the summation even funnier. Can we just point out at this point that, that this is available on Blu-ray, right? Oh, I think so. I believe so. Probably. It's the kind of thing that people shove onto Blu-ray, isn't it? 
That, that's it's quite distressing. Go on, oh, oh, hold on, hold on. Are we going to get an hour ranting and raving about why Star Trek the motion picture is not available in 4K or, or even the director's cut in Blu-ray? Is that? Uh, let me just let me just switch off for an hour. No, you, you go ahead. I'm go not. I it. don't need to say it. Everybody knows. Oh, no, well. You know, he's like, oh, she's got a Blu-ray, apparently. Oh, Star Trek, oh, she hasn't got a Blu-ray. You know, you're saying that, but you know I'm right. (laughs) You know, it's easier to dump she onto Blu-ray than it is to put Star Trek, the motion picture director's cut. I know, I know. It doesn't require as much work, does it? Right. To make it presentable. I get that. Um, Shanda picks up an axe, but Godan warns her to back off or he'll break she's arm yeah godan calls for guards and the red road woman enters godan then levitates an axe into her hand and tells her that she was right so this is what made me think that this was a ruse well no he's saying she's right because earlier on she wanted to just kill them all all right okay okay and she didn't want she to be yeah so no he's just agreeing with what she said and now she wants them to go. Okay. She's just jealous, basically. Yeah. That's the idea. Well, we, we see that play out in a second, don't we? Yeah. yeah. Go down and tell she that he'll make her people his, teach her the ways of monotheism. Yeah. Yeah. Suddenly, Shanda and Tom try to attack Godan, but he uses his glowy eye power to fling them all up against the wall. Um, Shanda's is very impressive as she spins around at super speed as well. I know, right? He's not messing with her. He's not, no. Well, you know, she, she's the, the wild card, isn't she? She's the dangerous one. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's got his uh, nuclear man powers. <laughs> I thought they reminded me of something. I didn't I didn't think about that. Yeah. yeah. His power of looking. There you go. <laughs> looking at stuff, yeah. and it happens. Although, they, at least they put an effect on <laughs> Yes, that's more, that's more than Cannon did, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> Godan orders the red-robed woman to get rid of Tom, Dick, and Shanda. What about her? whines the red-robed woman. I said those three, replies Godan. So he wants she. I must admit, Paul. Yeah, he does. I must admit, Paul, you did make it hard for yourself by referring to her as the red-robed woman. That's because I couldn't remember what her name was. I didn't even know she had a name. I didn't even notice that they mentioned a name in the movie. Oh, I can't remember how I got the name, but it's Eva. Might be just the credits. Okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll... But Eva, who says I can't learn? She's having none of that. Screaming, she slams the axe into Godan's chest. Now, Godan looks at her in disbelief. I am your god, he gasps. And here we get some of the best line delivery in any movie I've seen in a long time. As Eva screams, We believed in you! And you betrayed us. It's, I didn't know Eva was played by that little old lady with glasses in all the Ealing films. <laughs> she gets around. She does, yeah. I didn't know she was in this mm, one. She is. Interesting. Godan milks his death scene a bit. A little bit. But. But he's a god, so, you know. But Eva isn't done yet. She says, you're a man. And you're dying, she wails. Oh shit, a dirty great axe to the body tends to do that to you. 
Ah, uh, yeah, but he's pretending to be a guard. She thought he was a guard, but he turns out to be just a man with glowing green eyes. Oh, so you're saying that she's shocked at the fact that the axe is killing him? Yes, yes. It's like all all pretense is gone. He was just a man after all. Aren't we all? But Godan is going to take Eva with him, using his power to wrap a piece of curtain rope around her throat. He strangles her, and they die together. Yeah, meanwhile, everybody's just watching. Everybody is just standing there just watching standing it. There. I mean, I suppose he has powers, so there's very little you could do, but they don't even attempt anything to help her. No. No. Well, I mean, neither one of them have, have treated any of them well, have they? So That's true. We've all we've already seen Tom's lack of concern for women, so That's right, yeah. 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 Fair enough. Picking up weapons, everyone is suddenly confronted by a horde of armed monks. Yeah. But she points to Godan's body and proclaims, I've mastered your god, accept me now. Yeah, and they're like, oh, well, whatever. And yeah, well, it doesn't take much uh, No, I mean, you're influence all, what these does monks. it matter? As long as you get your food and your beer, you don't care, do you? It doesn't matter who's That's in right. charge. Yeah. Monk is a monk. Right, yeah. Doesn't doesn't matter who you're monking for, does it? As long as you're monking. Exactly. Yeah. They mumble amongst themselves for a moment, and then they drop to their knees, chanting. And as the heroes leave, Dick mutters, suckers. Yeah, well, are they though? Good life, food on the plate. All you got to do is say she, she, she occasionally. Unless she never comes back and just leaves them. Well, that's still fine, isn't it? What does she do? What's she going to do for them? They're still just going to carry on as normal, getting the food and making the food and eating. and That's true, and they won't have a chance. That would be better. That's like the boss isn't around. That is better, yeah. Definitely, yeah. definitely. So we cut to a forest with skeletons hanging from the trees. Yeah. Everyone is slowly making their way through. Shanda asks she if she can just leave Tom and Dick now to it. But she points out that nobody has ever walked out of this forest alive. So they've walked out dead then. That would be the, yeah, zombies. I mean, you've seen all the things in this film so far. Would zombies be a surprise, Paul? No, we've had werewolves. We've had a Frankenstein robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we could have zombies. It's not a big deal. I mean, all these skeletons appear to be tied to trees, though. It's not like they seem to have just wandered past a tree. I don't know. No. What's No. Okay. Shanda's confused as to why they have to stick with the two men. You're not making any sense, says Shanda. And in what must be the most self-aware bit of dialogue in the whole movie, she replies, this is nothing to do with sense. Yeah. Oh, what's this in my notes in bold? Shanda, this has nothing to do with making sense. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Absolutely. It's a good one. Do you think it's got to be a self-aware, that? They, it's they, got to be, yeah. 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 Dick takes off his robe and he offers it to Shanda. She doesn't want anything from him, but he gives it to her anyway. But she looks after him, a little bit confused by this. So she kind of likes him, I think. Oh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Next, (sighs) we get a shot of someone in ballet shoes Mm -hmm. singing quietly to themselves as they walk through the forest. Yep. Ballerina walking through the yep. forest happens all the time. This this movie's about to do it again. 
I, I, I have to say, at this point, I was thinking, come on, movie, do your worst. Yeah, and it did. It did. Tom hears the singing and tells she to go on ahead. Dick and Tom go to investigate. Dick climbs a tree, waiting until someone passes beneath. He jumps down and struggles with a large, bearded man in a tutu. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Yeah, so, yeah. Be careful what you wish we, for when I, I said... Yeah, I bet you were sat there and you went, when did they film me? <laughs> the wrong beard. Oh, okay, is that... Yeah. That's, okay, yeah. It was back struggle. in your ZZ Top days, wasn't it? That's when they filmed it. Was, it. it was. And, and this yeah. guy's monosyllabic, and I'm not that. That's not me. No. <laughs> Look at disappointment on your face. They struggle. <laughs> they struggle. And it takes all four of them to hold the big man down. Who are you? Who is your god? They ask. Are you a man or a woman? Asks she. <laughs> that amused me. <laughs> oh, it did? It did, yeah. I'm not sure, I'm not sure it should these days. It doesn't matter. I know. But Dick it's goes a to check. You should even ask. Dick goes to check under the tutu, doesn't he? He does, yeah. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, smoke billows in, followed by wind, and everyone starts to choke and gag. The big man pulls out a gas mask and he watches everyone collapse. The big tutu guy drags them off, and there's some more great music over the top of this. There is, yeah. Luckily, though, Tom manages to climb a tree and escape. Later, Shanda, Dick, and she are unconscious, and they're held captive in some kind of big dangly plastic trays covered in more plastic. Yep, at this point, you're rubbing your hands going, all right, what have we got now? I, I just, I, it's washing over me at this point. point. Yeah, yeah, it's washing over I'm me. I'm not sure how climbing a tree would avoid you being gassed, but I suppose you're gassed and you fall asleep in the tree and then wake up. So, all right, I guess that works. Yeah, well, he does, I just explained he does it to myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The place looks like some kind of a cross between a, a laboratory and a greenhouse. Yeah, that sounds like a good description. Totally, yeah. I see that. Everyone wakes up and they see the tutu guy entering, carrying a large two-headed stuffed dog for some reason. Yeah, even though he's got live animals around him. He's got a parrot. Yeah. Um, and we hear a voice thanking him and the voice says, it'll make a nice addition to our collection. Yeah. Lovely. The voice belongs to an old man dressed in a pink doctor's coat and baseball helmet and goggles. Ah, normal. <laughs> what your doctor wears, right? Yes. In the edit, I just think it's whatever was laid around, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, we'll call him a doctor. The doctor is doing experiments of some kind, and there are animals everywhere, parrots, peacocks, all kinds of stuff. Mm. Yeah, there's a peacock, there is, yeah. Everyone begins to struggle inside their plastic prisons, but they can't escape. The tutu guy lays down in a bathtub, and the doctor tells him, go to sleep now, Rudolph, so his name's Rudolph. Yes, that's true. Our friends aren't going anywhere. Trapped in the perpetual plastic prisons. Dick demands to know what's happened to Tom. But the doctor says that he doesn't know a Tom, and he proceeds to pump gas into Dick's prison to knock him out. Yeah. Sheena then demands, and it's a bit rude, this, she says... What do you want, fat man? He's not that fat. Oh, no, he was slender to you, right? <laughs> I mean, it's all in the eye of the beholder, really, isn't it? But you're right. Although, he's the fattest we've encountered so far in a world where food is probably scarce. I guess so, but it's fat shaming. I don't yeah. like it. 
It's fat shaming, but because of the situation of the world, you got to ask, why is he so large? How did he manage to maintain that he's physique? Got, he's got all these animals. So he's probably eating well. He's not eating these animals. I'm sure he's at a couple of them. A couple of peacocks? The odd parrot, yeah. Odd parrot. Mm-hmm. All right. They come with crackers. That's all right. <laughs> you are a curious specimen, says the doctor. I might try some breeding experiments with you. I bet he will. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, who is he talking to? She. Oh, okay. Not Dick. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I do think that if he tried breeding experiments with she, it would kill him. I mean, he's he's not he doesn't he's kind of an old guy and. Well, maybe his breeding experiments don't involve personal touching. Maybe it's all like test tube stuff. That'd be a waste, wouldn't it? Well, you don't really know what to do there, with that, no. do you? No. no, I mean, I I do. There's a road we could go down. <laughs> it's a road full of t- <laughs> stuff you can't use. And, yeah, I don't. Know. Yeah. Shanda no struggles, so he gasses her too. Tom, meanwhile, wakes up in his tree. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Back at the greenhouse stroke lab, back at the greenhouse, she tells the doctor that if he lets her go, she will reward him. And he's surprised when she uses his name, Rebel, telling him that she knows something that he needs. So she knows who this guy is for some reason. But I thought she'd never gone this far before. Maybe the myth of Rebel has travelled further than she has been. All right, I can go with that. All right, that's you're working double time on this, aren't you? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, appear to be. Although it's funny because you said, "Oh, I'll refer to him as the Doctor because he doesn't have a name," and then you've just done this specific point about him having a name. Yeah, because because this is the, uh, I got I waited until we got to the moment where she mentions. Him. Oh, you were doing a reveal. I was. Got it. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Apologies. I, I, I don't often see such stagecraft. I know. I worked hard on this. I know. can tell. It, it's a crystal. She offers to send Shanda to get it, and Rebel orders Rudolph to release Shanda to go get it. And Shanda leaves the movie at this point for a while. Yeah, she, she disappears. I like Shanda. It's a shame. She was... Oh, you prefer Shanda to she? Yes. Mm. Okay, yeah. In the forest, Tom is looking for his friends, and he comes across a sign that states, Danger, Experiment Zone. Yeah, but the sign's facing the wrong way, because he sees the signs he's leaving. That's right, yes. And and are there signs everywhere? Because it's a forest. So which path (laughs) are the signs on? Well, whichever one it is, he seems to pick the right one, because he does get somewhere in a minute. There's a sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'd like to say at this point that we're hurtling towards what I think is the most excruciating part of the film. Oh, really? Yes. I can only think of one great moment, favourite part, but all right, carry on. You know what? If if you like this bit that's coming soon, it would not surprise me. Oh, it really? It would not surprise all me right. if you like it, yes. <laughs> okay. Rebel lays down for a sleep and she starts to swing in her tray. She knocks over the fire and the place erupts in flames. Somehow the plastic around Dick and she burns away and grabbing gas masks, they escape. I'm not sure about this plan, but okay. 
No, the plan's not great. It just, but the plastic just melts because of the heat. I, I think there's a, good, there's a good chance that this plan could backfire in their faces, though, isn't there? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not, not perfect in mm. any way whatsoever. I'm also worried about the animals more than the people. Yeah, because we don't, we don't find out anything after no, this. This, this no. bit's done. It's gone. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> We're over. Rover? Was there a dog in there? <laughs> Tom, meanwhile, is walking through what looks like the remains of a... It's either a battlefield or a weapons testing site. Not too sure. Yeah, but I, yeah, yeah, I think it's weapons testing, maybe. Because okay. there's kind of like guns and vehicles strewn all over yes. the place. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so here we go. The, uh... <laughs> <laughs> he reaches a bridge that leads to a to a wall or a compound of some kind with a with a big door thing. Yeah. And Tom starts to walk across the bridge, and suddenly a man jumps <laughs> out of a tent. Oh. Right, yeah. He's wearing a sailor's uniform, a sailor's hat. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's got an eye patch. He's got words written all over his face. Uh-huh. Yeah. Does he have a cigar at this point? Uh, yes, he does, because he launches into a, yeah. some kind of Groucho Marx impersonation. Yep. Um, the sailor keeps trying to stop Tom from crossing the bridge. Um, but Tom just pushes him aside every time. Yeah, and yeah, and he's doing imp- different impressions, right? He is. Guy. He starts to ramp it up. Yeah. At this point, I was just completely loving it, loving it, right? Not loving no, it. No, it's not what I was going to say. Um, the sailor bars his way with a long staff, but Tom just takes it and he snaps it in two. Yeah, no messing. No messing around with this guy. But there's more to this eye patch wearing sailor than meets the eye patch. Using some green glowing power. Again, we've got the green glowing eyes. So they had the one effect yep, and they're yep. going to use it for. Yep, green. He turns the broken staff into two long staffs and he trips up Tom. Yes. The sailor then goes into more of his comedy shtick. He starts doing. Um, I didn't. I didn't list them all, but at one point I saw a cowardly lion impersonation from Wizard of Oz. I believe so. Yeah, and an irate Nazi impersonation too. Yes, like an officer, SS officer or something. Yep, yep, saw that. And, and the look on Tom's face during all this reflected my own at this point in the film. Ah, okay, all right. Mm-hmm. So you, you connected with Tom at this point? Yes. Who'd have thought it? No. Finally, sick of all this stuff. Tom swings his axe and the sailor looks on in disbelief as his arm falls to the floor. Now at right. first I thought are we going down the um, the Black Knight route of uh, Holy Grail? It does have that feel only a flesh mm-hmm. wound kind of thing. Yeah. Yep. But the sailor's got more tricks up his sleeve. He uses his glowing green power again and the arm transmutes itself into a complete duplicate. Whoa. So now there's two of them. Wow, twice the fun. We're getting it in stereo now. Yep, yep, yep. Tom swings again. He's not very clever, this Tom, isn't he? he, he you think <laughs> no, he's very out. slow on the uptake. No. Yeah. And he lops off one of their heads. And uh, we get a Cagney impersonation now as well. Nice. I think he doesn't he say, you dirty rat. I think so, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Tom just lops off another arm. 
and we get more magic, and now there's four of these assholes. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they follow Tom across the bridge until he loses his temper. <laughs> He's an idiot. He's a complete idiot. He's an idiot, yeah. And he just hacks and chops away. And what do you know? Now there's eight other buggers. Yeah. Tom then runs to the compound, chased by the sailors, now doing a chorus line routine in front of him. That's, that's right, they do, yeah. Yeah, yep, they're dancing <laughs> down across the bridge. What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like I'm making it up. It's like some sort of fever dream. That... <laughs> Yep. Um, luckily, we get a break from it for a second as we cut back to she and Dick looking for Tom in the forest, and they find the signpost and set off. Yeah. Then we we're back at the bridge, and all is quiet except for just one sailor now doing a musical routine as Dick and she approach. So Tom's disappeared. I guess he's been yeah, taken no down. Where he's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Suddenly, soldiers approach on horseback carrying. Some captured women. Dick and she hide. The sailor lets the soldiers pass, but blocks she and Tom's way. And he launches into his shtick again. And he trips Dick over. And I'm at this point, I'm thinking, please, not again. We're not going to go through this whole thing again, are we? <laughs> I, I would love it if they did. I love it if it was just another half hour of this. <laughs> and we get the previous scene again. As Dick lops off an arm and the soldier, the, the sailor, multiplies again. Mm-hmm. Yep. You liked this, didn't you? I don't know. We'll find yeah, out. I'm sure you'll tell me. Yeah. Right, yeah. She, being the one with a modicum of sense at this point, tells Dick to not use his sword. That's right. Yeah, finally. Instead, they throw the sailors off the bridge onto the landmines below, exploding them. Yeah. I did. I did worry at this point that all the bits that they blow into were going to turn into more of them. <laughs> that was a There'd genuine be thousands fear. Thousands of them, all yeah. just going. Well, well. <laughs> this was a genuine fear I had at this point in this film. I thought, oh, they're yeah. not going to do that. Are they? <laughs> Luckily, they don't. But it confuses Dick a bit as he's never seen a bomb apparently before. Yeah, because she says like bomb, and he's like, "What's a bomb?" It's unusual, really, coming because he's in one. Oh, but um, yes. They cross the bridge, and we get a decent, well, I thought it was a decent match shot of a ruined, overgrown city, but I'm sure that I've seen this before in another film, or a TV oh, show or something. I think it was borrowed? I think it was, yeah, I'm sure I've seen it before. Okay. She and Dick, adva- actually, well, I think it was borrowed from was Buck Rogers. You know, in the pilot, mm. when he goes to the Forbidden City, and yeah. I think it was from that. She and Dick advance through the ruins, and there's graffiti all over the place, saying things like kill, kill, and nork forever, which was the one that made yes, me smile. <laughs> that's right. And not, yeah, uh, you could have that on a t-shirt, nork forever. Yeah. A voice on a tannoy announces, attention all norks. I don't know why that amuses me, but it does. <laughs> Due to a gas warning. We've all had those, Colin. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Your scheduled briefing will be held Tayside. What side? Tayside is what I heard it as. T- Tayside? I don't oh, know. I mean, no. They hear the sound of soldiers, and they hide in a building. And the look of these soldiers is something else, isn't it? I mean, we've got gladiator helmets, German WW2 helmets, and a, we've got one guy's wearing a, a T-shirt with a Sun logo on it. 
as in yeah. the Sun newspaper headline thing. Yeah, lots of lots of fun stuff. Mm-hmm. I again, I've got, I haven't got a problem with any of the the look of the film at all. Yeah, right. The soldiers pass by, and Dick and she run from the doorway to they run from doorway to doorway until they reach what looks like a base. They find a bunch of women locked in cages, possibly drugged. They they've got that look about them. They they seem like they're just oh. stirring off into the distance. You would know. <laughs> well, hang on, I mean, what do you mean by that? <laughs> they hide again as soldiers approach, led by Hector. As they pass by, Dick and she drag two soldiers off, and as the rest descend a staircase into a building, they jump into their clothes. Dick and she join them, now disguised as the soldiers, and they enter a room with a long dinner table. Hector orders them all to sit. He bangs on the table, and women enter carrying plates of food and wine. Yeah, Hector's a weird villain because he's not in the film that much. You, you, you don't know nothing about him. Well, you don't really know anything about anybody, no. do you, really? No, no, but you know less than him because he's only in the first few minutes and then at the end here. And that's it. And he doesn't turn out to be the main villain anyway, because they throw another one in about 10 minutes before the end, don't that, they? That's true, that's true. But we all know life is the true villain, so. It is in this movie. This is the life of the Norks, says Hector. Food, women, and war. Nothing better on the face of this earth. I mean, he did have me until he, he got to the war bit. Who'd have thought you were a Nork? <laughs> I'm peaceful. Who would have thought you'd find your calling? But I'm peaceful. I, 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 you know, I'm fine with everything else, just the war bit. I don't. Well, well, they must have people who don't do the war bit. There's got to be people who do other stuff. What would I do as a nork, then? Um, they got toilets that need cleaning. You could do that. <laughs> um, let me think. What else? There's no IT, though, so you're fine at that point. I could, uh, I could, I, I could do live podcasts as entertainment for Don't you think they've suffered enough? <laughs> I mean, you know, 25 years after the cancellation, they don't want to repeat. <laughs> yeah, but by that point, I've honed it to to within an inch of its life. Right, right. You'd have brought the skills with you of 25 years of performance. Exactly. Oh, I see. All right. Yeah, you yeah. could do that. You could be the yeah. entertainment manager for the Narcs. Yes. I'd be good at that. I think. Yeah. Yeah, you're laying on like the, you know, like in, in wartime where they had the, the troupe that would do like the parties and the shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You, you could be like that, the entertainment manager. I think it's called Ensa in the British Army. So you could I be could like do that. Yeah, yeah, you could. Yeah. I don't know where that was going. <laughs> like, like, um, like much that we do nowhere. Exactly. It turns out that the soldiers are having... Nork tryouts. Like like Stuart Hall, it's a knockout. Because <laughs> they've got all the costumes. They have, yeah, they have. They so it's like to... an episode, right? And, yeah. And then yeah. they have to run and try and see how much water they can carry with these buckets that have got holes in, in the giant <laughs> costumes. For, for anyone listening in, in uh, that isn't British, Google um, or YouTube, look for on YouTube for It's a Knockout clip so you'll know yes. exactly what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a staple no, it's of a our knockout. childhood. It's a yeah. knockout, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're just running. And they're going, oh, and he's got he's in the lead. Oh, and he's fallen over. Ah. Oh, and he stepped on a landmine and there's limbs everywhere. 
What a shame. You know, unfortunately, Stuart Hall's problematic these days. I know, but, you know. Yeah, the show was fun when we were kids. It was, yeah. It was, we always watched yeah. it. Yeah. Of the 12 of you, only two will be allowed to join our ranks, says Hector. He tells them that the other 10 will die during the trials, and he gives 10 seconds for anyone to back out. Yeah, he does. One of the guards stands and decides that he's going to back out. Hector tells him to, to go, but as he leaves, another guard just stabs him in the stomach. Anyone else? asks Hector. Oddly, no one else decides to take him up on the offer. Okay, let, let, let's explain this to all these like middle-range villains that are mm-hmm. in films. When the kingpin says, would anybody not like to uh, partake in this operation that we've been building up? Don't go, yeah, I'm having second thoughts, because you will not get out the building alive. <laughs> it's a given. Just go with it. At this point, you're vested, you spent your time, they know who you are. You've seen everybody's faces. You're not going to live. Don't change your mind. It, it's a it's a staple of Bond movies, isn't it? Yeah, where, where the guy goes, oh, yeah, I'm not happy about this. I, I was mm-hmm. I was okay with all the raping and the pillaging, but this this robbery, I'm not too sure about. I'll just get in this <laughs> elevator that's above the shark tank and yes. leave. Is that all right? <laughs> the one that sticks in my the one that sticks in my mind is the one from View to a Kill, where they're in a um, they're in a balloon, aren't they? Right, and he, the guy says that he doesn't want any part of the plan, so he gets Mayday to lead him out, and then he drops him, <laughs> drops him out of the uh, out of the balloon, doesn't he? Yeah, <laughs> and there's one in Doctor No too, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it the one um, in Goldfinger? There probably is. Yeah, I think there might be. Yeah, yeah. probably one of one of the because uh, it's it's a bunch of gangsters, isn't it? Like yeah, that's right, mobsters yeah. and one mm-hmm. of them. Yeah, it's 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 a fun trope. Oh, yeah, I'm not complaining about it. I'm just, you know. Um, so the feast begins. Later, everyone is taken to an arena where a crowd of spectators are waiting. A large door is risen, and a huge character walks out dressed in a silver uniform with a huge metal helmet on his head. Who's this guy? He's metal helmet guy. Uh, he's Top Nork. Is that what he is? He's top. No, he's not top knock. He's he's no. He's just the, he's the top knock. Hector is top knock. But but it seems like this guy's giving the orders. Oh, you think? Well, he's got the. He's got oh the yeah, voice. yeah. You're right. He is. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yes. No. You're wrong. I, you're wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. You're right. Top knock. Okay. Yes, I remember. I I've forgotten who you were talking about for a second. Then yeah, yeah. I prefer to call him knock one. But, knock one. Okay. You know the. Yeah. That's that's just. You know, personal preference. Thing. It's a, you know, you, yeah. we all we all we all like to take our norks our own way, don't we? Uh yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, I mean, let's face it. I mean, you've been to the school of hard norks, haven't you? Oh, oh, oh. oh. So you know, you did uh, use the same pun that I did and just rehashed it. You realise what you did there, Paul? <laughs> same pun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it, it refers to me. I didn't remember that you did it, so. <laughs> you know, it's a knockout. No, yeah, yeah, had yeah. knocks. Same pun, pal. You, you can have as many knock puns as you want, Colin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you going to do next? Knock, knock jokes? 
I would have done it if I thought of it first, but you did it. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, ruined it. Um, they also drag out a woman on a chain. It's Tom's sister that they've been looking for for the entire movie. Yes, mm-hmm. Harry. Is that her name, Harry? H A R I. So it could be Harry rather than Harry, but I call her Harry. She doesn't mind. Top Nork orders the crowd to sit. Then he plonks himself down on a huge throne made of a gigantic monster truck tire. Yeah. I mean, that's a good throne. I like that. Yeah, yeah. The fighting in the arena. Never be- get tired of that. Is, that. is this what we're reduced to now? Is it? No, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you need to stop because you're rubbing me up the wrong way. See, that doesn't even make sense. Where's the, where's the joke? I don't even get that Rubber? What's the rubbering, joke? rubbering me up the wrong way. Oh, rubbing. Yeah. No, didn't work. Yeah. I'm cutting that out just yeah. for your own. <laughs> You'd be ashamed. All right. Okay. It's not, it's not, it's not really easy, you know. To do all this. Don't do it, Paul. They're, they're going. They're not staying I know they're in. going. That's why I'm just doing it. <laughs> so the fighting in the arena begins. She and Dick hold their own somehow. Dick's holding his own, obviously. um, They whittle the combatants down until only a handful are left. She and Dick finally confront the only remaining other combatant. Dick removes his helmet. And seeing his face, the combatant removes his. It's Tom. That's where he's been. Yeah, he's been turned into a gladiator. At this point, I wondered, has he been brainwashed or something? But he's not. He's just playing along, isn't he? Yeah. Mm. Wow, you were you were hoping for some weird script writing. I, going I on was. Here. I know. Deep. Oh, he's he's been brainwashed, and 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 there's this whole new back plot that I'm going to invent, and and oh, I hope it works. Knock on wood that it's going to work. I don't. I would have thought we'd have so many so, Nork puns in this. Yeah, using the same word. <laughs> well, it's, a, well, it's relevant. Yeah, it is. Knocks everywhere. Tom's sister shouts his name in surprise. She removes her helmet as the sister slips her chain and runs to embrace Tom. The spectators jump down to surround them, but Nork One orders them to stop. And he says, You have violated the Nork ritual, goddess of Yuri. I, that was news oh, to me. I didn't know that no. they were, she was the goddess of... I knew she was a goddess, but I didn't know they were called Yuri. She does mention it earlier in the film. I'm sure she does, she, but I, go, it slipped me by. She does, because... Go down. Asks her where she's from, <laughs> and she says... All right. You will now pay dearly for your transgression. How much? <laughs> More than they could afford in this film, I'm telling you now. At dawn, my warriors will attack your sector. By sunset, your people will be no more. Have you tried tunes? <laughs> my warriors will attack your sector by sunset. Your people will no more. I must have a ticket to Yuri. Where was that, sir? I said, Yuri. When your nose is stuffed up, try sucking tunes. Cherry, honey, or blackcurrant flavor. Suck tunes and you release a cool menthol vapor that helps you breathe more easily. I would like... One first-class ticket to Yuri, please. Tunes, menthol medicated in three flavors. Tunes. Tunes help you breathe more easily. <laughs> he tells them to go, spurring their lives, but her people are doomed. 
It's a very gravelly voice you're doing for him. <clears throat> I wasn't even doing it at that point. Oh, he wasn't. That's just your yeah. natural gravelly voice. Oh. Manly. Running outside the city, she tells the others that she won't be able to warn her people. So she intends to fight it out out here. Tom doesn't like the idea. And he goes to leave. Dick and his sister also go to leave. And she starts to prepare for the battle. But looking back, Tom decides to stay and help she. So he's got a bit of a soft spot for her. They've bonded. Yeah. 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 Dick is exasperated at first and then realises that he has to stay too because without Tom, he's Oh, he's, he's dead. dead. Yeah. He's not going to make it all the way mm. back. Inside the city, Hector leads a group of soldiers on horseback. Outside, everyone is getting ready, collecting weapons, setting landmine traps and building a barricade. Tom admits to yep. Dick that he has a thing for she and they share a bit of a moment as they look across and their eyes meet. That's mm -hmm. right. She goes, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> no, she doesn't. <laughs> wouldn't surprise me. Points at her eyes. It wouldn't eyes. surprise me at the end Points of the movie. She just killed him. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, kill him. That's what, that's what we do to the ones we love. What, kill them? Chop their heads off and mash them and then eat them. All right, that's a bit dark. A bit revealing, Colin, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, this film did that. I won't be surprised. Okay. Suddenly we hear the sound of hooves. The soldiers are approaching. Guitars start and the battle begins. There's explosions, fire, arrows, all the good stuff. Mm, yeah. It's going well. Even when the Norks throw some smoke grenades, they're still winning. But suddenly Dick is hit and about to be dragged to his death. But she saves him and the battle continues. But Dick is wounded and things don't look so good. There's too many of them. There is. All right. Yeah. Luckily. Knocks are plenty. Luckily. Knocks are plenty. <laughs> oh, I don't remember that. Really. <laughs> luckily, though. Shanda. Do you remember Shanda? Left the movie about 30 minutes ago. Yeah. She went back for the uh, crystal. That's right. right. But she didn't. Shanda arrives on horseback with warriors. And even Rudolph is with them for some reason. Wouldn't he be slightly annoyed that they probably killed his doctor, master, what did, no. dad, whatever um, he's meant to be? Well, Sh Shanda said the knocks did it. Ah, right. She's crafty. I don't know if she does crochet <laughs> and knitting and all that she's, stuff. Oh, she's she's big on a. Is it, it's called upscaling, isn't it? These days. What is when you when you take when you when you take something crafty that's going old and then you you jazz it up a bit. Is it, isn't that upscaling? It's called. I'll, I'll take your word for it. I think there's a lot of upscaling in this movie, to be honest. Yeah. So Shanda, Tom, she, everybody, send the bad guys packing, with Hector angrily shouting, we'll meet next time, goddess. Don't think they will. No, 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 no it's not going to happen. It's a bit, no. it's a bit optimistic, wasn't it? Yeah. Shanda asks Dick, what happened to you? And he shakes his head in disbelief. Well, don't we all? <laughs> I've given up at this point. And to the sound of soft rock ballads, everyone is reunited. Dick and Shanda are now a couple. Tom goes mm. to leave, though, with his sister. And she watches longingly as he floats away. Why is, yeah, why is he leaving? Where is he going? I don't know. D didn't they arrive? <laughs> they, they, they came this direction. Yeah. They weren't going the other direction. Yeah, and he, So where are they going? And he just leaves his so-called best friend as well. Yeah, his best friend's staying. Mm -hmm. And... 
the world looks like crap anyway. So what's so better on the other side of the river? Why not stay with this woman exactly. that seems to seems... fancy you? Yeah. She's a queen, a goddess. Exactly. So. Yeah. 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 Makes no sense. Yeah, that doesn't. Don't like that. But he does. He floats away with his sister on a little barge. And she just watches him go. Look, very, looking very sad. Yeah. And that. Yeah. That's the end. He's the end of she. Yeah. So, Paul, <laughs> what did you think of she? Uh, you beat me to it, didn't you? Um, yep. This film is absolutely bonkers. From I don't think I've seen a film that's as bonkers as this in a long time. Um, right. We've just got random stuff just thrown in for just because we can. Characters doing stuff mm-hmm. with no explanation as to why they're doing some of these things sometimes. Um. Is it possible to simultaneously hate and love a movie at the same time? Mm. Because. Oh, are you genuinely asking me, or do you want to wait till I give my opinion? Well, I, it's a rhetorical question, so I'm sure you're going to answer that. Aren't ah. um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was fun. I can't deny it wasn't fun because it was. Um, I enjoyed all the design. Set, uh, the, the the costumes were interesting to look at. The action was entertaining. Could have done without that bridge segment, I have to say. That was the one bit where it, the movie just stopped for me at that point because I didn't think the guy was particularly right. funny and it got really tired Right. the more he kept doing it. Yeah. I enjoyed all the music. So I'm genuinely confused by this film. Oh, uh, okay. I don't know. Is it a hit? It shouldn't be a hit. It definitely shouldn't be a hit. In no in no way. Mm-hmm. But it kind of is at the same time. Oh, so that's weird. I didn't I didn't I can't say I didn't enjoy it. So uh, is that the way we're measuring them now is it that if we enjoy it even though everything in our being says that it it shouldn't be it's a hit. Yeah, maybe maybe for this one. <sighs> okay, it's a hit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go on then. Well, yeah, the script is terrible. Mm-hmm. What I mean terrible, it's just, like you said, it's just a bunch of scenes. But isn't that what a journey is? Just a bunch of scenes and events that's happening? There's no real true villain in this until it's just a, getting his sister back. It, it is weird that you know that you can find a film that you look at and you go well i can see what's wrong with this film but still get something from it so the question is do i like it (laughs) i not sure i have to think about it a bit let's just say for all our listeners he's waving a box in front of me and it isn't the uh peter cushion and christopher lee version of uh she that he's holding in his hand. Oh, it's not? Oh, no. Oh, it's the Blu-ray of what we've just mm. watched. Yeah, I like it. I don't know why I like it. it. It does everything wrong, and yet I find it highly amusing. I like the bridge scene. You were right when you said you thought, thought I'd you like would. it. I do enjoy the bridge scene. Yeah. Um, the bit that I think it slows down is with the monk, the whipping scene, the go oh, yeah. mm-hmm. scene. I find that that's a little too long. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't I can't think what it is about this that I like. 
Because in any other world, I would be ripping this apart. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. As a writer yourself, if you... Mm. Would you put up with this kind of a script from any other kind of movie? You wouldn't, would you? No, I think I think the production design carries Definitely. a lot. Yeah. And I think the the actors that they got for the smaller roles, like Rudolph and the Doctor and the guy early on that um refers to himself as the fairy godmother, are all mm-hmm. really good. So I think it's just the fact that you sit there and you're like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen in the next scene for this. I know it's a continuation of the journey, but I don't know what kind of character or costume they're going to come up with. And so that always keeps you interested in it. I I will say that I don't think I've watched a film in a long time where I genuinely don't know what's going to happen from moment to moment. Right. You know, uh, I mean, anything could have happened in this film and it wouldn't have surprised me after about 10 minutes of sitting through it because yeah. because it, it it is just like it's almost like they they made up what they were going to do on the day each day that they were it was in production so yeah i think that's probably part of its charm yeah yeah so i think from me with the same reservations you have it's a hit you feel dirty Saying it's a hit, I mean... Not dirty, but I, I will turn my head away from my film degree and look ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you need to do? You need, you need to flagellate what? yourself like the monks do. Okay. Yes, good solid bout All of right. flagellation. I think it'll make you feel better. It sounds like an expert. <laughs> I never punish myself. you got someone else to do that for you? Yes. Yeah, a wife. <laughs> <laughs> On that surprising note... Thank you for listening and please subscribe and rate us wherever you download this podcast because it really does help. Thank you to our current Patreon supporters. And also don't forget we have a Spotify playlist that contains all the themes and songs from the films and the TV shows that we've reviewed up until now, I believe. We do, yes. I've updated it recently, so enjoy. Excellent. Well, I'm off to flagellate myself. And until next time, goodbye. Bye. Go down. Go down. Go down. <laughs> Woo! Go down. <laughs> <laughs>